Need to just uh, make a couple of quick announcements um, by way of information. Uh, if you don't uh, own a Bible, uh, in particular, if you don't own a Bible that you can actually read, maybe you have an old translation that's tough to read, we would be more than happy. We have some new Bibles here and more on the way to give you a Bible. So please don't leave without a Bible. I know that uh, a lot of us use the app on the phone, and that's great. Uh, but if you need one, please don't leave without one. Um, also, we have a um, purple book um, that we like to give away to everyone. It's our gift to you. Um, so, Brian, I don't know if you can... I'm sorry to ask you to get up again. Could you wave? Uh, Jimmy's got them as well. Just If you don't already have one of these, we are more than happy to give them to you. Please, it's a gift. Just take it. If you don't have one, it's for you. Don't be shy. Just wave your hand. Shake it like it. You don't care, you know, in the air. We want to give it to you. It's our gift to you. Uh, now, we are a church that takes uh, seriously trying to follow Jesus the way the Bible recommends. And what we see in the Bible is Christians gathering regularly in large groups and in small groups. And that's why, whether it be a life group in a home or it be here in the theater, we like to get together. We like to eat. We like to open the Bible. We like to follow Jesus. And so with your purple book... Um, Please get a hold of somebody else in the church and start to go through it together. We really, whether it's in a life group in an organized way, or I go through Purple Book via Skype and phone with a few people um, every week. Um, so it's like however it works for you. If it's, a, I don't know, Snapchat, I mean, what, what you doing? You know, find a way, go through Purple Book together um, because uh, together's better. You're good? Okay, uh, just a couple other real quick announcements. Um, I rarely refer to this, but there is a box at the back of the room right behind Brian, uh, my personal employee of the morning, I guess, at zero dollars. There's a, a, a box right there that is secure that you can give your tithe and offering. Uh, you can also do that at cbcbaltimore.com. Um, also, we make available for all of you. And they're here at the theater all week long for everybody who's coming to see Avengers and all that stuff. Um, cards that you can use to invite your friends to church. We like to be here. We think it's a good place to be. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. Our competition in Baltimore City is not churches, it's bars. Can I get a what? what? Okay, these cards are free to you to, I, and I, it's been months since I've mentioned them. Uh, they've got even a place where you can write your name and phone number. The church phone number's on there, where we gather, a map, it's free to you. We also, via email and print every month, and I'm holding up April's because this week has not been normal. Uh, we have an info card that keeps you updated with what's going on at the church. I know for a lot of you, you work on a computer all week. The last thing you want to do when you're not at work is look at a computer. So uh, we have it in print. Anyone identify, right? So, and that can keep you updated on what's going on, okay? And for those of you that do want to interact with the church on a regular basis, you can pull out your cell phone right now and text to the phone number 40404 the words follow space 
CBC Baltimore, and you'll get a text once a day that will keep you updated with what's going on with the church, links to Bible studies, links to activities. It'll keep you engaged. You can find us on all the normal social uh, media, and that's also a way, whether you're following me on Twitter, some of you chose to follow my Twitter list of Baltimore to keep up to date this week with what was going on in the city because what was on TV was not presenting new information, just opinions. Um, And can I just say, spending more time in prayer and action than we spend observing the news is really helpful for your insides. I don't think we are not to be ignorant of what's going on in our community. That's not what I'm talking about. Are you with me? But spending more time talking to God, listening to God, reading His Word, and action than in the news and and soaking in media is really helpful for your insides. It's really healthy. Boy, that was good, Pastor Ben. Thank you for reminding me. That was good. Uh, And I know that some of you are not on Bookface, um, but... It definitely, a lot of the merchants in this area, community organizations, nonprofits, including our friends at Day of Hope, communicate updates. If you were like, I don't know what to do, well, there's people constantly posting, hey, if you're here now, you can do something that helps. So it, there is a way to be in communication. Before we turn to our message this morning, I would like to just give you an update on um, what we have been doing as a church this week to address the tragic events of what's been going on in our city. So I'm going to pray uh, because I'll just try to seamlessly go from this update into the message. Are you okay? All right. We are are headed towards 1 Peter um, chapter 5. All right, God, we thank you that you've not left us alone, that you've not left us without help. I thank you that you've sent the Holy Spirit to guide us into truth that you've left us with the scriptures, the Holy Bible as a, as a guidebook, that in every situation we are in, you have truth for us. I thank you that you are in control and that on this beautiful day we can gather to worship you. Lord, not one of us caused the sun to rise or carve the height of the mountain or the depth of the ocean. You are in control. We love you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, um, This has been a difficult week. If you're uh, anything like me, you're tired. You're, you're, oh, I forgot. Is this your last Sunday before you go to Switzerland? Don't think so? Okay. All right. Sorry. Okay. I want to make sure we pray for you guys. Joel and Laura will be going to Switzerland for a couple months over the summer for his work. Um, We're a family. Right? We live in this city. We love people. And therefore, we love the city. Whether a pharmacy is being... uh, when When a pharmacy is being burned, that pharmacy is not forever. The person who started the pharmacy, who works at the pharmacy, and the person who is burning the pharmacy are forever. People are eternal. Right. So that's really helpful reminder. When I look at my calendar and my checkbook, I can see what I actually value. I say what I think I value. But when I look at how I spend my time and how I spend my money, that's how I know what I really do value. Okay. so when I look at my schedule and my checkbook, I know if I value people. 
So people are forever. And for especially for those of us that feel very deeply about this, this has been a tragic week. And I'm a crier. I'm a passionate person. All right? Um, and, and so I've cried a lot because I love Baltimore. I love the people of Baltimore. Uh, this has been a difficult week. And yet people that are uh, from Baltimore, especially the older generation of which I know many in Baltimore City that could point me to homes that are still burnt out from the 68 riots on civil rights, have told me that one of Baltimore's problems is that it likes to get together to talk about stuff, but then there's often not enough action. And so I rarely pause to inform you, update you on all the things that we're doing. And I rarely talk about what I'm doing personally because this is not the me hour, this is the Jesus hour, right? But you need to be aware of everything that's going on. And many of you um, have done activities like I have this week, and so I just kind of want to update you. Um, We have been involved with getting people to safety, Uh, Myself and others have been involved with being very close to the riots um, and in particular pulling people away uh, when things were violent to be at a place of safety. Uh, We have also been involved with the cleanup of the debris from the riots. Uh, We have been involved with the cleanup of garbage that's been in the neighborhoods that were affected for a long time. And that's not new to us because our life groups regularly do what we call clean up and pray up, where we walk through a neighborhood and we pick up garbage and we get garbage out of the neighborhood and then we walk through and we pray for the neighborhood. That's a part of who this church is. That's what this church smells like. Garbage. (laughs) You know what I mean. So we've been involved with cleanup. Uh, directly, myself included, hours on the streets, cleaning up debris, cleaning up neighborhoods. Uh, We have been in our homes, in our workplaces. Uh, For some of us, that is the school. Uh, In the schools, myself, have had some amazing opportunities uh, this week and tomorrow in schools that we've been trying to get into for a long time. Um, Speaking with students and parents and social workers and guidance counselors, God gave me an amazing opportunity to counsel guidance counselors, psychologists, uh, doctors, uh, teachers that were trying to counsel kids through this crisis. We've been in the schools, we've been in our workplaces all around the city, and I myself have gone through the rotunda. You may not know, but huge Social Security Administration office in here, all the Clear Channel, most of the radio stations in Baltimore office here, um, dentists, doctors, um, therapists, a variety of other things, the pharmacy. I've gone through the whole building and had a chance to talk with all the merchants, including the merchants in our immediate area. Um, And many of you have been speaking with, asking questions, listening to, helping bring healing in the business places. Uh, Some of us work in the healthcare um, uh, industry, and so some of us are also bringing healing uh, in hospitals. Uh, We have have been involved um, with the areas immediately affected, and we've been involved with the outlying areas. I actually was also involved with uh, the Hopkins grad students uh, this week. Um, in discussing what's going on and what our approach should be and issues of law and order, etc. Also, I can tell you, because our church is very involved in the community, um, God has opened up doors for me to be in many strategy meetings with uh, community leaders, uh, 
neighborhood leaders, uh, nonprofit leaders, business leaders, and pastors uh, in strategy meetings about what we're doing right now and what we will do for the long term. And because our church, regardless of its age or its size, has served the community now for close to five years, we are looked to as one of the people that's already doing stuff. So, hey, what should we do? How should we do stuff? And that's a part of the church that you are a part of. And so whether it's you give your time, energy, or money to our efforts, you are connected with that. We not only cleaned up garbage, but this week we also took 25 cases of canned vegetables to feed the homeless uh, with our partner, Mana House, in the city. And, and let me just tell you something about Mana House. Okay, Kelly who I don't see uh, this morning, has been volunteering at Manor House. It's one of the best places in the city if you want to volunteer to serve the homeless on 25th Street almost to Greenmount. And um, Kelly's just been quietly serving, volunteering there. My experience with homeless ministry in Baltimore City is that many of them do not treat uh, the homeless with dignity. Uh, I don't know if it's the workers are burnt out, not being cared for, what's going on, but there's a lot of homeless ministries where, where people are treated very poorly. That's not the case at the Manor House. I've been there myself multiple times now. Their staff love on the homeless. They treat them with dignity, with respect. They help them with medical testing. They help them with getting jobs. They help them with bus passes to jobs. Uh, they are very active, and it, it is our pleasure to partner with them. We've also been partnering with and learning from our friends at Center for Urban Families that do a, a variety of things, um, parenting classes included with helping uh, people, especially discouraged workers that are felons, uh, go through a career training, a, a, a one-month intensive, and they have career partners so that most of those discouraged workers that are felons have jobs, not minimum wage jobs, career entry-level jobs by the time they finish that one month. That's one of our partners uh, in the city. Um, and one of the ones that you would probably, uh, oh, and we are learning from them. We are seeking to partner with a couple other churches in the area to fill a gap that's in this immediate area in serving pregnant teens. Um, uh, we are still in the information gathering mode, a strategy planning mode, but your church is a part of meeting needs now and in the long term. I think that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Uh, one of the other ones uh, that I want to mention, oh, and we've also been involved with first responders. Some of you know that prior to blowing out my knee, um, I was playing in a soccer league with firefighters in the city. Um, unfortunately, one of my uh, firefighter friends went to show up on a scene of a fire. He pulled the hose out, got everything ready, and a man came out from the shadows and put a gun in his face and told him not to put the fire out. Our first responders, our paramedics and our firefighters, they need prayer and they need help. And so I have some food in the church van right now. I don't know if you know, but firefighters have to buy their own food. And we're going to take some food to them this week and we're going to show some love. And thankfully, your church is a part of long-term relationships with first responders. And so we are not only just, a, oh, hey, things are real bad, we're here. No, we're in this community and we're serving this community. That also includes the police. I've for a long time been friends with Lieutenant Colonel Melvin Russell, who is the head of community relation development and relationships with all the churches in the city. He is a dear friend. Um, and we are, um, I'm in the process of becoming a chaplain for the police department. Uh, I've done ride-alongs, and we are uh, involved with helping support them as well. Um, now, one of the other ministries that we do, I know that I'm talking fast, but I'm almost out of time, and I haven't 
preached yet, is uh, work with uh, Mother's Cry, which is uh, a relationship-based service to the mothers of murder victims in our city. Um, it's been amazing, and um, I was with Miss B uh, downtown who lost three of her children to murder in our city. And uh, this, you may not remember, but a week from today is Mother's Day. And we have some wonderful things planned for church, but the night before, Saturday night, um, is one of the easiest ways that you can volunteer and get out and do something to serve your city. Five o'clock, we're meeting over at the Hopkins facility of the Turner Building. Jimmy, will you raise your hand real quick? Jimmy's going to be our point of contact that night. If you need help, the address and everything um, is in your information card. But starting at five o'clock, we're going to partner with them and with Hopkins to provide a banquet meal and gifts and flowers for the mothers of murder victims in our city. So if you want to help, five o'clock the night before Mother's Day, this coming Saturday night, is where and when you can do that. Sound good? Okay, so many of you have already interacted with me this week. Um, I've been posting some of my thoughts about what's going on, and of which there is much that I would like to say. Um, last week, I felt our prayer was very appropriate through Isaiah 61. The passage in which I would call your attention to that Jesus read when he first revealed himself publicly to be our Messiah our Savior, our sent one. And in Isaiah 61, we read that God is not only about saving our souls from hell and healing us in our mind, will, and emotions, our spirit, soul, and body, but God is also about setting the wrongs in our community right. That's who God is, that's who we serve, and that's what He's about. And this week, I really should stop and ask myself, Am I following Jesus? A Psalm 23 is often quoted in difficult times. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Right? He makes me lie down in green pastures. He restores my soul. Who needs God to restore their soul? We can't leave out the beginning of that psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. Shepherd. If I'm following the Lord, then I will find peace. But in truth, we are often more like Isaiah 53. All we like sheep have gone astray, each to his own way. We're following our own habit, our, our own, our own um, cravings, our own desires, our own plans, our own thoughts. And that's why we end up in complex and confusing situations instead of simplicity and unity and where it's very easy to know what we are to do next. We must ask ourselves, is the Lord my shepherd? Am I following Him? Now, I've been involved with all-day strategy meetings. There is much about what is going on in Baltimore that I would like to communicate, um, but there is not the time right now in this moment. What I do have to say is this. People that know the city best were disturbed this week, but not surprised. It's tragic because the police are there to protect and serve, and they are human. Some are good, some are bad. We actually derive to protect and serve from a Hebrew word in Genesis 1 that is related to the purpose that every one of us is to have in our life, to protect and serve. And when somebody who is supposed to protect and serve does not, that's where there is great anger, frustration, and tragedy. And it is not up to the oppressed to cry out. It is up to us 
to cry out for them. It should not be. And yet, at the same time, we are called to live peacefully, to pray for our leaders, and we should be praying for our first responders. As believers, we are to stand in the gap. Now, we've been on a series about Peter, but I want to just call your attention again to our stated purpose. As a church, we are here to be helping people connect with Jesus, grow in faith, and share His love. Can I have five minutes to preach the sermon? Five minutes? I know it's almost 11.30 when we dismiss. And I try to end on time like we start on time. Every day, you should be able to ask yourself, today, am I helping people connect with Jesus? Am I growing in faith? Am I sharing His love? It's a simple grid. Connect, grow, share. Now, we have been looking at Peter, and this is the current depiction on TV this week of what Peter may have looked like. I just put the picture up there every week to remind us what was going on when Peter and Jesus walked the earth. They were oppressed by the Romans. There was more ethnic violence, more civil unrest than we have known in the United States, including our civil war. They knew violence and oppression. Your Bible has much to say about how we are to live. And Peter, and and our premise here from the passage is that we are to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And what I'm proposing to you is that we can grow in faith by taking in what Peter learned from Jesus. Does that sound good? We can grow in faith. Now, we've already talked about, and you can hear online on our website, cbcbaltimore.com, or on iTunes if you search City Bible Church Baltimore. We've already talked about a few things that Peter learned from Jesus. Faith after failure. Do you think that's relevant now? We've already talked about that. Faith for healing. How many of you think that's relevant now? So you find yourself distraught this week. You can hit the site, download it, listen to it. Okay, pull out your Bible, investigate it for yourself. And last week we talked about following with devotion. And I walked you through a passage quickly, but really is a passage of Scripture that we walked through last week that you could go to every week this year and have something new to sink your teeth into and to work on. But today the message I want to focus on is actually very, very simple. Following Jesus with humility. Or as our New England friends say, humility. I'd like to read 1 Peter chapter 5, from verse 5 through verse 10. I'm going to start halfway through verse 5. All of you serve each other in humility. How many of you think the Baltimore would have burned this week if we were all following this advice? Hello? All of you serve each other with humility. For God opposes the proud, but favors the humble. So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God, and at the right time He will lift you up in honor. Give all your worries and cares to God, for He cares about you. How many of you remember that verse? 
Cast your cares on him, for he cares. What's the context of that verse? Us serving each other in humility. It's not just, I'm living for myself and I'm all frustrated. I'll cast my cares on God. No, that's not what the Bible says. It says, serve each other in humility and then cast your cares on him for he cares for you. Stay alert. Watch out for the great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your Christian brothers and sisters all over the world are going through the same kind of suffering you are. How many of you think that my sister who's been in Cambodia for 10 years knows a little bit about what we feel like this week? In His kindness, God called you to share in His eternal glory and by means of Christ Jesus. So after you have suffered a little while, He will restore, support, and strengthen you. And He will place you on a firm foundation. Now, Peter's words to serve each other humbly, we need to consider the source and just real quick, remember who is writing. Because he learned something from Jesus. Peter was the first one to speak. And have you been in a conversation, and sometimes I've been that person, the first one to speak, kind of emotionally communicating, I've got the answer. So Peter was not always humble. Not in every context we read the stories, he was not always humble. He sometimes was the first to speak, the first one to believe that he had an idea. And what do we, do we recall what the events that led to Christ's unjust accusal, persecution, flogging, torture, and, and execution. What led up right to that? In the garden, Judas brings the soldiers and the Jewish leaders to wrongfully arrest Jesus. And what does Peter do in the face of injustice? He slashes with the sword, cuts off the ear of the, a servant of the chief high priest. And what does Jesus do? He brings healing. He picks up the ear and he instantly heals the man. And he says, Peter, that's that's not how we do. This is the man who writes, God opposes the proud, but favors the humble. Serve each other in humility. Now, I know today some of us just need encouragement because we are serving the community all the time and we're tired. I hope that our worship, our prayer today, and the fellowship with other believers today will help you be encouraged. God loves you. Isaiah wrote that God refreshes those who refresh others. Maybe you're here this week and this has just been really tough. It's been difficult. Some of us have been blocks away from the pharmacies being burnt. And we're looking for places to get in action. I want to close with these two thoughts, okay? One, Rebecca and I would love to sit down face-to-face with each of you and help you go through what's going on in your life, find comfort in Jesus, and how to make good decisions so you have the time and energy and money to serve God's purpose for your life. We've got an unlimited amount of stuff you could do. If you have a day off and you need something to do, you call me, I will put you to work. But what I would rather do is to help you find what God has called you to do. 
in your strengths, with whom he has put in your life, we are available to help you find where God wants you to serve. And I know it's easy to feel, I don't, have, I don't have the energy, I don't have the strength, I don't have the time, I don't have the money. But the fact of the matter is, you do. You've got to make some changes and some decisions with how you're spending it. Let's think about Mother Teresa. Here's what I find. Money follows ministry. When you get in and you roll up your sleeves, if it's His will, it's His bill. God will send you the money that you need to meet the needs. But it's whether or not you are being a good steward of what you've already been given. So Rebecca and I would love to help you. My last point is my first one. We've got to serve with humility. Now let me just very quickly, my time's up, explain what I mean. Humility is not thinking of yourself less than you really are. Humility is not thinking of yourself more than you really are. Humility, there is a confidence because of who your God is, because of who you are in your God. There is a peace. There is a, a, you don't need to defend yourself. You don't need to slash with the sword because you know that even in the face of injustice, God is in control. I don't need to slash with the sword to defend Jesus or the church. I don't need to slash with the sword in the face of injustice because God is in control. Jesus was the initiator of nonviolence. And peacefully standing to state when something is wrong and making it right. Now, humility also includes we've got to talk to our neighbors and then listen. We've got to ask questions and listen and get to know each other. And it's not a mistake that peace talks throughout human history have included a meal where you sit down and most of human history sit on the ground or the floor to share a meal together, to listen to each other, to laugh, to, to, to tell stories, to learn. I guarantee you, the more you learn about another person, in most cases, the harder it is to hate them. God's put people in your life that are going through very difficult things. And they might be a difficult person in your life, but there may be a reason under it, a tragedy under it that you're not aware of. It's time for us to roll up our sleeves and to serve with humility. Will you stand with me? Let's close in prayer. I went five minutes over my five minutes. I'm sorry. There's more uh, to read um, online, um, but I think we've done good to worship and pray together. And we're already engaged. Most of us are already really directly engaged in the answers. I just want you to be encouraged that God loves you. God loves you. If you find yourself with anger, arrogance, just downright brokenness, be quick to confess your sin and be quick to receive his forgiveness. Be quick. Don't beat yourself up. Be quick to receive his forgiveness. 
be healed and take action as we serve with humility. Let's pray. God, I thank you so very much that you've given us a place we can gather. I thank you so very much that this is a generous church that's been in the streets serving long before the National Guard and the media came in and will be in the streets serving after they leave. I thank you that we are that church and that we are directly connected with the big C church in Baltimore, not out of competition, out of unity and out of love, because I know where there is unity, there is a commanded blessing. God, we commit today that we will serve you with humility. Forgive us for where we have failed to do the right thing and for where we have done the wrong thing or in the wrong way. Forgive us, heal us, Help us to serve with humility, I ask. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Love you all. So happy to see you. Please enjoy this beautiful day. Let's stay connected to each other. Grace and peace to you. Have a great day.